All right. Well, hey, welcome uh, everybody to the this edition of the podcast. This is Chad Jordan. I'm the director of marketing for digital services at Sport Clips. This is another another version of our Hall of Fame podcast, and uh, we're taking a look. The whole point of these podcast episodes is to kind of take a look at the different journeys and tell the Sport Clips story from people all across the country, really. So uh, speaking of all across the country, wait till you hear today's story and what the guest has to share. Uh, in fact, without further ado, I don't have you go ahead and introduce yourself for me, please. Um, my name is Sarah Sandelovin. I am an operations coach in North Carolina, previously um, operations coach in South or Southern California, and previous to that, uh, franchise coordinator in Texas at the corporate office. What you guys can't see because you're listening to this podcast is my head is spinning literally on its axis right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just topsy-turvy all over the place, just trying to trace the path that uh, Sarah has taken uh, in her Sport Clips career. How many how many years have you been with Sport Clips? Uh, November 6th was my 12-year oh, wow. anniversary. Wow, 12 years. You're Which, almost a teenager yeah, at Sport Clips. <laughs> I know. It was uh, <laughs> super exciting because today we had our North Carolina-South Carolina leadership, mm-hmm. and Crystal Sutter from SCI was actually here today, and that is the woman who hired me what? 12 years ago. Oh, my gosh. Yep, so How amazing. very exciting. I hope you guys got a good selfie moment, and if not, you better go run we and okay, you got it run, run her down and, i know and commemorate that so okay then then let's see so first let me let me break this down operations coach at sport clips what does that mean so essentially i assist the team leaders or franchisees as well as the area leaders and the managers on helping them not only understand the business but how to maximize the client experience inside the four walls. All right, so you are putting yourself in the shoes of a client, right? More than the shoes of a stylist? I would say yes to the client, but really how do you apply that client experience to the business itself? How do those two relate and how can you maximize that relationship? Mm -hmm. And was this the role you were doing in Southern California as well? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been in North Carolina? Um, just over two years. And then when you were in Southern California doing the same role, how long was that? Uh, just over eight years. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then let's, let's, let's hit the rewind button. Okay. Get me to, you're in Georgetown, Texas, mm-hmm. 12 years ago or yes, wherever? 12 years ago. Did you grow up there or? Yeah, Georgetown, oh. Texas, my hometown. Uh, what? Yeah, oh, okay. so born and raised there. Um, it has grown so much. And you're only um, 25, so I mean, I you and Sport Clips happened at the same time in Georgetown, Texas. Well, what's really funny about that is uh, I actually went to school with Edward Logan. We graduated the same mm. class. Um, I had no idea what Sport Clips was, even when I went in for my interview. Mm-hmm. I, I had and you no had no clue. idea there was a connection you and Edward? No, were... and that's what I thought was so funny. And, and one of the things that I, I really, truly respect about Edward is that here's this huge company, this huge name. I mean, at the time, there was, I think they just had their either 300th or mm-hmm. 400th store grand opening. But... We, it's small school, very small graduating class, but he, it was never a, guess what my family does. Yeah. It was never anything like that. So, so humble and so um, just down to earth mm-hmm. and just 
unpretentious. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's from what you see on like social media and, you know, the Kardashians and all right. of this, not to yeah. compare them. I'm sorry, Edward, <laughs> that I just did that. But it's, um, it's refreshing yeah. to see that. And you, uh, was this right out of high school or what, how did you, how did you get over, how did you start interviewing at Sport Clips? No, I actually, of course, right after graduating high school, what do you do when you grow up in a small town, but you move to the big city? Mm-hmm. Um, Austin. It's a big city. Okay. Austin. Yep, yeah. Austin, Texas. And a whole 30 minutes away or something from Georgetown. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. with traffic. These <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, so moved to Austin and, you know, did the whole waiting tables and pretended to be a grown-up for a while mm-hmm. until I realized, man, health insurance would right. be yeah, bite such you. an amazing yeah. thing. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, life kind of chewed me up and spit me out, and I moved back in with my parents uh, tucked my tail between my legs. Had to go all the way back to all Georgetown. Way back to oh Georgia. man! Which you know, my parents do live out in the country in Georgetown, okay. so it, it was a little yeah. further away. Um, but so I started. It was through a temp agency, actually, hmm. that I got hired on through. And when you get a job through a temp agency, they don't tell you really what you're what job you're interviewing yeah. for until day of. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going to this company called Sport Clips. So I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I didn't know the brand. I didn't know what this company was. In my head, I had the whole Hooters for hair thing. Mm. And because, yeah. you know, I'm not the clientele. Yeah. So I almost didn't even show up for the interview. Wow. It was like the whole time, do I even want to interview for this place? Had this been the first place the temp agency had hooked you up with an yes. interview? That would have been Very a first bad place. way to start off with the temp yeah, agency, probably. not going to the first interview they lined up for you. Probably. Um, but but I ended up going, and I don't even remember the interview process. I remember meeting with Crystal, and we were in the front room at the Building One, and I got the job. Mm-hmm. So and what was, was the position again? Front desk receptionist. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I was I was answering the phones yep. and mm-hmm. building one, right? Was it yep, still? Building was one. still wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same desk even. Oh, wow. Yeah. That must have bring back memories when you walk in there. <laughs> it does. Did you carve your initials anywhere into the I desk? Or have. okay. If I so, don't uh, don't admit it. You know, right. We don't, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, and and not that anybody cares about my story, but I also started right mm-hmm. out of fresh out of college yeah. at a temp agency because mm-hmm. I was getting married and I needed a job yeah. quickly again with benefits mm-hmm. so uh, so uh, hey shout out to all the temp agencies out there make changing lives absolutely uh so okay front desk and then mm-hmm. um then about six months into it um there was an opening in the franchise department and so i interviewed with them and why it was tiffany peterson and um oh, tiffany now in illinois yes. i believe St. Louis, Iowa, Iowa? okay, Iowa. somewhere in the Midwest. Yeah, somewhere over yeah, right yeah. there. Um, in the filing room in Building mm-hmm. One, mm-hmm. so it was very awkward, very tight quarters. Looking back on it, hilarious. Um, great memories. Great yeah. memories. Um, I ended up spending a lot of time in that filing room uh, in the franchise department, but um, um, but yeah. So and then kind of worked my way up in the franchise department. And is that um, what gets there. you to California or what happens? 
Um, so life took me to California. It was uh, my now ex-husband. We went, uh, he had family in Southern California. Okay. And we had an opportunity to move. And at that time, it was, well, if this is where life has taken me, yeah. I've always wanted to see California. There are worse places to live than Southern California. You know? Trust me. So um, I talked to my supervisor at the time, Miss Jean Booth, mm-hmm. and hey, this is what's coming up. And I gave it was like a three month notice on in three months. Yeah. This is what's going to be happening. And she helped make a few phone calls, um, one of which to Ron Chamberlain, yeah. who is the area developer out yep. in Southern California, and said, you know, there's hey, we got it, we got a great gal. Yeah, Sarah Sandalovic, yeah. you're you're gonna hire her. Uh, okay. And yeah. um, there was no question. And when Gene <laughs> says something's gonna happen, and, something's and, gonna happen. Yeah, and so and so, kind of the rest was history. But it was um, it was initially he was going to hire me on as a part-time team member we'll figure out stuff for you to do there's reports that you can do Mm -hmm. you know whatever but we'll figure it out but there wasn't a role as an operations coach or anything really that was no i was going to do like payroll and Uh reports and real estate stuff. i I just fell asleep listening to that so i can't imagine stuff Um, but it turned out we had, um, cause it was right. That was in 2000, uh, 2009. Yeah. About 10, nine or 10 years yeah, ago. Somewhere uh-huh. around there. And, um, he, so it was right after the economy and that oh, housing yes. bubble burst. I know that really well, especially in Southern California. Yes, yeah, so really they went through like a two-year stint of stores were closing yeah. and um, no stores were opening up. Mm-hmm. And it was at the tail ends, getting into 2010 when all of a sudden we were starting to have stores open up and... and uh, yeah, things some, are turning around. Yeah, and I'll never forget it. He, he made a, a call and he said, well, Sarah, we've got the store opening up in Mariloma. Um, I need an operations coach and uh, I need you to do the grand opening training. So call your people at Sport Clips and see what you need to do uh, to make that happen. And, and by said, the way, you have a couple weeks to, yeah. Yeah, yeah right? kind of. So it was, it was uh, oh my gosh, okay, here we go. Well, mm-hmm. who do you call? But Sandy Craven, mm-hmm. because that's the woman with all the answers. Of course, still true today. Yeah, so I called Sandy, and, and she helped me out and directed me to the mecca of the online huddle <laughs> and uh, Sport Clips University, and poor Jadine and Tom Yamashita, who were opening up mm-hmm. that store. Mm-hmm. When they fast forward about a year later, when they opened up Mariloma, I had to apologize to them on the job I did yeah. for their grand What opening. you didn't know at the time. Yes, yeah. I said, this one is gonna be completely different. Uh-huh. Um, but it was it was a, a sink or swim type of moment and I am so thankful that it happened that way. Because mm-hmm. it, man, if something's gonna test your your determination, that's right. it right there. Right. Yeah, you, you survived. Absolutely. I mean, that's when you could have just Yep. You know, folded it all up and said, ah, yeah. I'll go find something else. Absolutely. So with the, the operations aspect of it and, and kind of everything involved, everything that I know stemmed from what, the Chamberlain. What changed in that year 
uh, of, of growth for you? What did you learn that you wish you had known originally? You're apologizing to them. So what, what are some of the things that, uh, that you found out that you wish you had known at the time? Honestly, kind of the basics of how to present and how to lead a class and how to keep people engaged mm-hmm. and how to handle hecklers and how to handle those difficult questions that you get, which, yes, you can take classes for, but a lot of it just comes with experience and getting those questions asked. Heckling? You're going to have to help me out. Who is heckling at these classes? So there's, there is, an, in any large class, there's always going to be that one person that asks the super difficult question mm-hmm. or the one that challenges you more than you had planned for. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe not necessarily heckling is the right word, but yeah. the challenging team member. Yeah, and 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 being ready, bracing yourself, n- not taking it personally, maybe exactly, when, yeah. exactly, being able to to kind of have that answer or having the maturity to say, you know, I don't have that answer, mm-hmm. but let me find out. Good for question, you. and then yes, uh, absolutely. get back to you. Absolutely. So I think a lot of that and just um, how to facilitate a grand opening training, because mm-hmm. a lot of it was, you know, yes, we have the schedule, but well, what exactly does that look like? Because mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that I can overcomplicate things if I'm allowed to. So being able to take a step back and say, you know what, I need to get X, Y, and Z yeah. covered. How do I do that while keeping people interested? Mm-hmm. And you, you lasted, you were in California, you said eight years, nine About years? About eight years, okay. yeah. Um, and you decided, you know, this tan Southern California lifestyle, I just, I've had enough of it. Oh no, that's obviously not what happened. How, how do you, how do you, how does one, not that I'm wondering, but how does one leave <laughs> Southern California and, especially for the fine state of uh, North Carolina. It, How, what happened? It was difficult, but it was um, my uh, my mother-in-law, she was diagnosed with ALS. Mm. And this was, gosh, maybe... And, and living here? Here or in North, in North Carolina. Carolina. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, so she... This was about a year, a year and a half after the big ALS ice bucket challenge oh, right. and all yeah. of this like and 2013 or so something like yeah. that and then about a year later we had a manager Brittany Greer and her mother was diagnosed with ALS and so it made that more powerful and then all of a sudden we get the phone call of mm. hey this is what's going on yeah. and if anybody's familiar with that disease that's it's a beast yeah. and there's nothing that can compare mm-hmm. uh, prepare you for it but um so we knew as soon as we got that call, well, we've, we've got to be there. Yeah. Um, this long distance stuff or visiting once a year or whatever. Well, cause have. the average diagnosis, like from diagnosis, you've got two to five years. Mm-hmm. That's the life ex- expectancy. And even that it takes on average 18 months just to diagnose it. Yeah. So you're already on borrowed time. Absolutely. By the time you find out. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was, um, that was a quick turnaround and a very stressful time. And, and that was, you know, you transfer once to a different state mm-hmm. and that's a miracle in itself. There's no way it can happen again. So I'm crying on the phone mm-hmm. to Robin Chamberlain because she's my, my so mama. Ron's wife, yes, Robin. Uh-huh. She's my mama in, uh, in California. I wouldn't be anywhere without her. 
and um you know what do I do and and you know talking to both her and Ron and the voice of reason Ron comes on and he says well you need to send out an email and here are the people that you're going to copy on that email and here's what that email is going to say and he was like you know I don't want you to worry about it because just with that email I know that there's going to be somebody who says nope we've got you covered Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what happened so the email goes out to whom to Gordon to Earl to Sandy to Julie to everybody in so Gordon Logan our founder Mm -hmm. Earl Blood a senior director of operations Mm -hmm. Sandy Craven the senior director of training I believe Mm -hmm. Uh, Julie Vargas senior director of career Career opportunities opportunities. Um, so you're 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 hitting the big guns and just saying hey remember me and uh and and kind of thanking them for being a part of my sport clips mm -hmm. journey and and you know how amazing it was because these are all people that in one way or another directly impacted who I am today. Well, I love, uh, and and we'll obviously keep picking up the story, but I love how you felt. uh, First of all, you had a mother role in Robin, (laughs) right? And then you had this, you know, kind of fatherly mentor role Mm -hmm. in in Ron and being able to walk you through, calm you down essentially, and just like, hey, let's think rationally. They're Mm -hmm. rational thinkers, right? Absolutely. Let's think rationally through and Mm -hmm. and we got a great culture, we got a great Mm -hmm. company here. Let's utilize that, reach out to some very high powered people, but approachable people Absolutely. and say, hey, uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to leave this company, but I have another opportunity mm-hmm. uh, living arrangement wise that I need to consider. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So you reach out and then, and then how, what happens after you, that email goes out? Um, I can't piece together exactly what happened after that, but there was, there was emails going back and forth. There was, um, um, I don't remember if it was Gordon or... Earl, who mentioned, hey, let's talk to Matt Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was a, an area developer meeting or some kind of leadership meeting that brought Gordon Logan and his wife, Betty Logan, um, to Southern California, and they invited myself and the Chamberlains out to a dinner, and um, and I was able to talk to, to Gordon and Betty then, and they... And you had already known Gordon from, you yeah, know, working well, in Especially in the franchise de- department, I was... He was essentially my direct supervisor because um, really everybody else in the franchise department, especially at that time, they all worked remotely. So I was oh, yeah. the only person mm-hmm. <laughs> in that room. So if I needed an immediate answer... Well, Gordon always had his door open, yep. so as long as he I wasn't on the still phone the with case, somebody, uh, yeah. eighteen hundred stores later, yeah, absolutely. So he's, uh, he, yes, the founder and CEO, but always, if you need something, come on in. Mm-hmm. Um, so they talked to me, and you know, well, we're we're going to talk to Matt for you and expect a phone call and and this that and the other, and that's what happened. Uh, got on the phone with Matt Lewis, talked to him for a little bit. Um, talked to Tracy Carter and you know here's my role in and and explain who Tracy is she is on an episode of a podcast she is the um, area coach for and director of training in North Carolina and a team leader as well Mm -hmm. NC Mm -hmm. 104 okay thank you Mm -hmm. so you talked to her 
Yep. And um, we figured out that, you know, at that time, Tracy was looking and telling Matt, hey, we need somebody strong in operations um, here in North Carolina. Boy, wasn't it crazy? It just so worked out. She had been talking about needing someone. Now, that's what she tells me. No, no, I'm serious. That's just weird how life works out that way. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I came out here and, you know, here's what I've done in, in California. Here's what I can bring to North Carolina and let's see if we can carve out a role for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's essentially what we've done. And, uh, so before you get me, get me to North Carolina, what's that? Um, goodbye process like in California are you guys do you have a did you have a team dinner or did you just go around stores crying your eyes out you know it was it was kind of perfect because we had um the Rancho Palos Verdes grand opening Mm -hmm. um and then maybe a couple weeks after that we had our leaderships so we essentially made the announcement at the leaderships oh, wow. to um to the well, team everybody leaders was there and, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so it was uh it was very everybody had their own box day. of clinics yeah oh, yep. yes mm-hmm. and thank goodness for that grand opening i was able to get my boxes to move mm-hmm. so that was very oh, helpful yeah, all too. The yeah, yeah yeah good so um so yeah it was an announcement at leadership mm-hmm. and uh and that was something else so you broke the news then you mm-hmm. uh what two weeks later you're out in north carolina starting over or uh, to be honest with you, I don't even know. Yeah, it, just, I, it was a it whirlwind. It is such a blur because, yeah. especially with, because um, uh, we're coming up on the year anniversary of, of my mother-in-law's passing, mm-hmm. and um, that it was 18 months that we were taking care of her, and those 18 months, I mean, they, yeah, they went by. Yeah. Um, and you're adjusting to a new state, a new role, really. Yeah. At least a new market. Mm-hmm. All of that going on as well. So, absolutely absolutely yeah. so it's uh it was it was something else that's for sure so now that you're in north carolina uh what what are some of the major differences that you've seen uh california uh, west mm-hmm. coast east coast either in the market in the stores and the stylists um well one one thing i, I found that uh mountains are my happy place mm-hmm. So I thought California was just a fluke, but no, here in North Carolina too. Well, after have growing mountains. up in Georgetown, Texas, uh, it's not completely yeah. flat. Uh-huh, exactly. Yep. Um, but I, I think that there is no difference mm-hmm. there from what I see, because I I hear it a lot from some managers and team leaders in, in North Carolina, where you know they they compare it to California and. For people who haven't been to California, a lot of their viewpoints is what they imagine Hollywood is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, well, <laughs> yeah. let's go visit Lake Elsinore. Uh-huh. And that's so far from a vision of Hollywood. Um, but it's a, the clients are the same. The mm-hmm. stores are the same. The stylists are the same. The struggles are the same. Yeah. Um, the celebrations are the same. Um the five point play it works yeah yeah it's amazing mm-hmm. um no matter if you're gulf coast west coast or east coast yeah it's all the same um so really being able to to break that down and, and really build those relationships i think has been give me the biggest give me i want the uh, the two things and then i'll get to my 10 questions okay best part of your job is what 
Um, best part of my job is seeing the light bulbs go off. Okay. Is seeing team leaders or, or managers or area leaders say, oh my gosh, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Is there one That's common area that, they, that, that typically happens? Um, not necessarily. It's, it could be anything from the scheduling tool to a marketing initiative to um, how to have a conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, it happens in all aspects. Uh, then my, my final question before the 10 fun ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, best part of being at Sport Clips is what? Um, you're never alone. You've always have somebody who's got your back always yeah it's crazy that your story really connects those pieces i mean everything from uh starting at the temp agency and and interviewing with crystal to uh, the robin and ron chamberlain Mm -hmm. connection back to gore and all of it and uh tracy carter matt lewis all of Mm -hmm. them they uh that's certainly been true for you so Mm -hmm. amazing Thank you for that story. Now, yes. before I let you go, okay, uh, let's go through ten fun questions. Okay, I can't ask follow-ups to these, so I got to live with whatever bad answer or good uh, <laughs> you provide. So, okay. number one, which superpower would you most like to have? Is teleportation a superpower? Yes, of course. I would love to teleport. Okay. All right, excellent. Just to bypass traffic, or well, I still have family in Texas, hmm, and yeah. I'd love to see the Chamberlains more. Okay. And I've got family go. in just Northeast. pop in and surprise everybody. It'd be so much yeah. more convenient. Yeah. Uh, number two, what is your personal motto? Um, everything with intention. Hmm. Explain that. Um, so another way of saying it is doing it with purpose. So okay. for for every interaction, for every conversation. Um, have a purpose for it, have, have a reason for it. And if we can be more purposeful in our actions, um, I, th- I think we'd have a better world. Okay, good. Other than where you live now, mm-hmm. where else in the world would you most like to live? I would love to live just anywhere in the mountains. Okay. Mm-hmm. As long as you get dropped on a mountain somewhere. As long as I'm on top of a mountain, okay. I'm happy. You're climbing mountains. All right. Yes. Number four, who is a celebrity you'd most like to meet one day? Um, I was thinking about this one. Um, and I struggle. The very first celebrity that really comes to mind is Bill Belichick. Oh, are you a Patriots fan? No, but he is an amazing coach. Yeah, oh, that's true. You could connect with some coaching tips. And well, you could give him a, a few, maybe he could give you a few. Yeah, because one of the Lou Holtz big thing is when he mm-hmm. tried to uh, coach pro, it's it wasn't the same yeah. as college because yeah. it was the egos and yep. the paychecks. But Bill Belichick, he's got something where he can get past that, mm-hmm. and I'd be I'd be interested to pick his brain. I like that. That's a great answer. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? Um, I overuse, I love it. Okay. And does that make sense? What sound or noise do you love? Um, I love when my boys are laughing. You, I, kids? I, I have three step kids. Okay. They what are, are ages? amazing. They are 15, 13, and nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Boy, you got teenagers and they're laughing, not beating up no. each other. And okay. They're Good. amazing. Wow. That's some good parenting. What sound or noise do you hate? Um, I 
I hate the sound of, um, gosh, I don't know. Nothing gets under your skin? You're that unflappable? Loud chewing. Oh, I'm glad I spit my gum out before <laughs> this podcast. That would have been a close one. Uh, what profession other than your own would you have been good at or at least have wanted to try? Uh, before life happened to me, I was going to be a PPCD teacher, which oh. is a preschool program for children with disabilities. Oh, okay. So I had a, a year internship um, as a teacher's aide in one of those classrooms, primarily kids under six years old, um, primarily with Down syndrome or autism. Mm. Um, and it was the most amazing and challenging experiences I've ever had. Yeah. Oh, neat. What do you consider your greatest achievement? Um, my greatest achievement? Um, has been simply to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, adapt mm. to new environments. Yeah as shown by your last <laughs> 25 minutes of sharing your story. If heaven, last question, if heaven indeed exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, welcome, Sarah. I've been waiting for you. Okay. Excellent. Well, uh, fascinating 12 years <laughs> and uh let's say 12 of uh, you know of 40 more left hopefully yes. or so mm -hmm. and uh who knows what mountaintop you'll be on in the next time you and i talk but well i, I plan to be sandy craven when i grow up okay so all right that is something to aspire to that is my it, the, goal. it might be taken but anyways <laughs> Uh, she's she's pretty fantastic Absolutely as, as are is. you so thank you so much Sarah mm -hmm. and thanks everybody for listening hope to have another good episode for you next time <laughs>